During hard times, it can get really difficult if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to. Being alone with your thoughts can be an isolating feeling that can allow negativity to really consume you. For so much of my life, I felt like my mental health was a burden. But when I started going to therapy, everything changed. And that's why the Sunrise Room is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Join the 3 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash sunrise room for 10% off your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp.com slash sunrise room for 10% off your first month of therapy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunrise Room. I am uploading this a day late, and I just wanted to, like, honestly start off this episode by just talking about where my head's been at, just being honest. Um, I'm just having a hard time with the pod right now. I'm working on a really, really big project, something that I've been working on since 2016 and that I want completed, and I'm just throwing all of myself into this project and I've become kind of active on campus actually and social and all these things and it has taken my attention away from the pod. The pod was like my first creative outlet and source of just external, I don't know, not validation, but just something that I really like doing outside of what I've always done. And now it's branched out to several different mediums and things I'm really passionate about. So I'm trying to remind myself that it's okay to just not be on all the time. I know I need a concrete schedule and I've noticed that some people really, really like these episodes and are reaching out. And I apologize to those of you who I've kind of let down this past, you know, couple weeks, but Today's episode was highly requested. I'm really excited to get into it. Um, I think it's something that's going to be beneficial for everyone. I know I say that every week, but it's something that I'm learning from and constantly learning about. And yeah, let's just dive into it. I think you can tell I'm sick. That's pretty much my only like debrief. Um, Past week's been good, just busy. Um, So yeah, let's get into how to know when to let go. Okay, so there's a lot of different scenarios that I feel like require letting go. Um, The first one I want to talk about is kind of like relationships and situationships. And then I'm going to go to situationships first and then into relationships because I honestly feel like situationships are much more frequent, especially for my age. And um, I have a lot of experience with them, I would like to say. So it really does depend on the circumstance, but there's so much influence from TikTok I've noticed about dating. And even when I am in a situation where I'm uncertain or I need advice, I kind of do go to TikTok and I just don't think that it's the best option. I've noticed that it causes me much more anxiety and stress. And you see, like, you're like thinking, you know, I don't know where this is going. We haven't talked. And then we do talk. And then, you know, you see this video pop up. It's like, if he wanted to, he would end it right now. And you're like, okay. And then you do. And then you get like instant regret or 
you just are crying or just something, you know, we let social media really influence our emotions instead of writing down things and processing or asking a friend. I turn to TikTok a lot and I, it just doesn't, you know, the algorithm isn't meant to solve your problems. You know, it's just meant to entertain you and distract you from your problems. And we kind of use that distraction as an answer sometimes. I've noticed that I, I really rely on the things I see online to give me a sign or information or insight and most of the time when I follow what the algorithm says it's wrong and it puts me in a worse situation but I think situationships are really difficult I think also ending a situationship is sometimes so much more painful than ending a relationship I don't know why I think it's because it's just different and you might never have been truly like dating the person or attached to the person and then it ends and it's just kind of so much more painful because you at least thought you'd get that opportunity. I think everyone's been in a situation where there's like, I don't know what this is. I like you, you like me, but we're not going to date, but we're still going to hook up. But all of these things, it's just not, it's not the vibe for me. And I was in a lot of them last year. Um, there was one particularly that stands out that I'm pretty proud of, of just being like, I deserve better and I'm not just going to wait around for you to like hook up with other people to decide that you want me and I'm done. And walking away because you still want like the benefits, even if you don't want to admit it, you still want to like get the attention and the intimacy or maybe you do go on dates, maybe you don't, but it's just like you are now starting back at square one. And that I think is much more intimidating than like not having that person. It's not about the person. It's about the attention, which I found for situationships. And I found that like at my most desperate, truly, I find myself in situationships. And then when I'm at my most secure, I find myself getting into actual serious relationships. It's just what I'm putting out there. Like if I'm just like, oh, I go to a party, I'm like, I just want to hook up with someone or I just want to kiss someone or I just want attention and then I do and then it becomes like every party that it's the same person and then I'm just like desperate and going for the attention and that's all that's on my mind when I'm at the party and then I kind of realize it's been two months and this is not rewarding and I want more and they don't want more and then that's where shit hits the fan. Um, I, I think with situationships, you have to learn to let go once you can step back and evaluate what you want. If you're fine with like the no strings attached, seeing each other whenever it's convenient, seeing other people, but it's kind of serious. If that somehow works for you, like kudos, I just don't, I can't, I need like communication if I think a situationship too is when you're seeing other people as well or like you're kind of the backup plan but if you've communicated like I need a bit before we date or I need this or I'm working through this but I still want to see you or just these things it's all about communication honestly but when you're being strung along and you're in it in the heat of it you're swept up and it's been a month or two and then you kind of stop and evaluate I think it's time to move on just because we innately do want that actual intimacy and connection and essentially devotion to one another um, that's not going to be fulfilled by a situationship. In my opinion, I just don't think it is. And every situationship I've been in has gone to shit and I wish I'd avoided them, but I also learned the value of having self-worth through a situationship. 
I just think sometimes it's much more complicated. Like if he wanted to, he would. Yeah, but if he like can't, then he can't, you know, like there's might be some other internal things going on or he might want it later or whatever. And I think that I personally have a really hard time of just sorting my life into like black and white and no gray area. And I think life is just a big gray area. I think there's always going to be like a reason or something's going on. And sometimes people can be truthful about that. And sometimes they can't be if they need to work on themselves and are upfront about that, then respect that. But pushing yourself into their lives just because you want attention ultimately results in like codependency. I've done that. And I think situationships are really hard because there's no clear I want you and like right now it's kind of a maybe later I don't know yet uncertain uncertainty is a no in my opinion for at least the time being it can be a yes later but I think when someone makes you confused about how they feel about you it's a no especially if you have to like get their feelings out of them and just kind of like pick and pick and pick and that too feels like shit it's not a good feeling to have to dig emotions out of another person especially for the benefit of yourself I just don't think it's worth it um I think with relationships it's a bit different there's a lot more that goes into a relationship it's boundaries set you know devotion or commitment and I think when you're unhappy your body will tell you and I know that that sounds cheesy to some people but I've been in relationships where Uh, my body has actually like rejected that person or I always feel bad around them like physically I feel sick around them or I get really anxious just around them like your body will give you signs and indications that you're not supposed to be with someone and you can't really grasp that until you're with someone that's right for you especially at that time period if you're just you know continually dating people that just don't work for you and then you meet someone that actually makes you feel good and doesn't, you know, give your body anxiety or stress or sickness or whatever. Um, I think you just, you just have to be honest with yourself. And I know that that's really shitty advice. I think I hit a wall with relationships. I think I try so hard to make everything perfect. And then if I turn my back for a second, I'm kind of realizing that it's not even remotely as good as I thought it was. And that, I need to be honest with myself and just let it go and let the fact that this person isn't what I want them to be and they're not the image I created of them in my head and that it's not going to work because my expectations for them are unrealistic for them. You know, I held this person to high standards that they can't meet and that's fine. You know, they're just not meant for you. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that you have to, you owe it to yourself to find the person that will. And I think you have to let go. It's not necessarily about other people in relationships. It's about you. That's the biggest thing you need to let go of is that you're less than, you deserve less than you do. You are settling all of these things. You need to let go of the fact that you aren't deserving of the love that you really, really deep down want. We all crave true intimacy and connection and dating your best friend kind of energy and all these things and we need to let go of the fact that we don't deserve that we do deserve that you do deserve that and when you find even a glimpse of it you hold on to it hoping that it's the real thing when in actuality it's just teaching you like this is a part of a whole that you're gonna experience soon if you keep moving forward if you stop at every pit stop you find you know the road trip's gonna be a lot longer 
but you can learn on the way and all these things. And I think we need to let go of the fact that the love that you want isn't possible because it is. And it is because you see it, you feel it, you think about it, which means someone else out there sees it, feels it, and thinks about it too. It's not just a random thought that came across you for some reason. You know, like the exact love you want is the exact love someone can give. And we just need to remember that you have time to find it. And if you're having a hard time finding it, then there's other things that need to be done other things you can work on. Um, After like getting out of a relationship, I kind of hopped into several different after and that was, was, I learned a lot of things I really needed to, but it was also just super unfulfilling and I needed to have been working on myself and deepening my relationships with my friends and I just got sidetracked because I so desperately wanted this idea and just tried to force it in any person that I met instead of just letting it be because when it actually is that thing, it just speaks for itself and doesn't need to be manipulated or controlled or all of these things. Um, I think with people that hurt us, this is a bit different. Um, it just depends on what how your body works, how your brain works. If you can just forgive, it depends on what they did. If let's say you know you have a really big fight with a friend and they just really upset you, I just think you got to reflect. I know that it sounds ridiculous and I know that it's repetitive, but I normally write letters and sometimes I give them to people, sometimes I don't, of just writing down my feelings or my therapist taught me this really cool exercise where I gather up all the facts and then say, you know, the story I'm telling myself is this because that's not necessarily the story that happened because there's another side to it. And unless you communicate and get the exact thing of what that other person was feeling, it'll only ever be the story you're telling yourself. So yeah, if you get into a fight with someone and you want to resolve it, you write down all these things, what happened and such, and then you have a conversation, evaluate from there. I think people deserve to be heard. Um, There's just no like cut and dry. I'm also learning that. That was a very toxic habit of mine where I would just be upset at someone, like really, really hurt by someone and then just cut them off. And then that was it. Not even hearing them out, nothing. And now I'm learning, you know, everyone has it. Everyone needs to be heard. You know, you need to hear what the other person was thinking, feeling, doing, because it's just not that simple. It's not that cut and dry. It's not black or white. It's life is a big, big, big gray area. And I need to hear what the other person has to say because it will change my perspective. And what I have to say is important for them to hear as well. Um, but yeah, I think with friends and maybe even family members and expectations, we have to let go of the expectations we have for the people that just can't meet them that keep disappointing us. Um, my sister and I had a really hard conversation the other day and it's just having to let go of someone that was a certain way and isn't anymore or someone that's sick or just these things. It's just you're putting yourself through hell by not letting it go. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's instantaneous. It's taking therapy and reflection and constant help. And it's just hard to move on. It's hard to move forward. But I do think journaling is kind of the answer for everything. I think you'll never know how you're feeling until you see it on a piece of paper or hear it in an audio recording and you play it back or you read it back and you're like, this is how I'm feeling. How do I go from here? 
I think it just depends with family members and the spe- it's the situation, you know. You have to evaluate all of the factors and if there's, you know, a parent that's hurting you or a family member that's distant and they you you know, weren't at one point. And so you're holding on to what they were and maybe things in their life change and you kind of have to accept them for who they are now, for what they can give to you. Um, And healing some generational trauma and some inner child stuff, you know, everyone has it. It's just unavoidable. Even if it wasn't intentional by your parents, there's just some things that really damaged you, you know, your sensitive little being. So, I've been doing a lot of that with my sister and just talking about it. And I think it's all about perspective. You know, do you really want to hold on to all these things for so long? Do you really want this to be the reason you don't talk to someone? Do you want this to be the thing that defines you? Or are you going to talk to them, hear them out, apologize, whatever? Put in that effort to essentially save yourself and preserve yourself and your mental health by tackling it instead of just letting it build up and avoiding it um and accepting people for what they can give you not for what you want them to give you um everyone has different limits different capabilities older generations weren't really taught how to heal their trauma or their shit so they kind of just pass it down hoping that you will and i think this is the generation that is going to um i know my sister and i are so it's a lot of weight to carry But it's nice to have someone else to do it with and it's nice to understand that that anger or sadness you hold on to isn't really yours. You don't have to hold on to it. You can just heal it and move forward in a different way so the generations that follow don't have to carry it as well. Um, But I think it's about perspective. It is about perspective. It's about determining what you want to hold on to. If someone really hurt you, Is it really in your benefit to hold on to that? Is it really in your benefit to still be mad? Is it really in your benefit to talk shit about them behind their back? You know, all of these, because their actions don't impact them. They mean they do, but they, the lasting impact of them affects you. And it's up to you to decide how much weight they get to put on you, how much weight their baggage weighs, (laughs) you know, um, it's just hard letting go. It's hard of it's hard letting go of our expectations too. I think that that'll make us a lot happier is if we limit our expectations of situations or people or I, I eliminated my essential philosophy for expectations because I was always disappointed because they were outrageous and high. And then having no expectations made me just a doormat. And so I'm I'm in the in between right now of having to set boundaries and letting go of this need for everything to be perfect and everyone loves me and treats me well like that's not really how this works so I need to do that for myself and then manage the other relationships according to how I treat myself and it's just letting go of this fact that I think the biggest thing we need to let go of is the fact that self-love is selfish I don't think that that's true whatsoever I think it's life-changing and I think that once you take the power of how you feel out of other people's hands and put it into your own, your entire world is going to change. How you approach relationships is going to be different. How you approach having a perspective, mindset, all of these things changes and shifts once you change who controls that. And I I don't understand why we're taught that love is external. I don't understand why we aren't taught that it 
stems from within, that that's where we get our ability to love others, to receive it is all from us, our traumas, our pasts, whatever. Those things kind of shape and dictate how we approach situations, all of these things. And we have to let go of the fact that that isn't good. You know, self-love is very good. It is probably the answer to everything. I'm going to die saying that. It is true. It can change everything. And actual practice and repetition and therapy and all of these things are meant to make you healthier. I don't really, you know, this notion of happiness is so controversial because we're chasing something impermanent, essentially, rather than like joy or peace or something a little bit more, I guess, stable. Um, and so that's a, that could be an entirely different episode, the topic of happiness. Um, but I, I think, you know, with relationships, friendships, family, there's so many things that contribute to individual situations that really deserve attention and just being honest with yourself, you know, telling, tell yourself that's the story that you're telling. And then when you talk to that other person, it'll probably change everything. But I think you need to let go of stuff once you get all the information. And if you can't, give yourself the grace to move forward because you deserved better. I know that when you don't get closure, it's really hard. It's really hard to move forward when you don't have an answer. But sometimes it's honestly better than hearing the hard truth of what the other person was feeling, of why they hurt you, of why they left, of all of these things. Giving yourself that closure of being like, you know what, I didn't get the answer that I wanted and so desperately saw it, but I'm going to take care of myself as I move forward. It's so simple. It's as simple as that, truly. I I think we all know when we need to let go because it becomes a thought. You know, at one point it was, I want to fight. I want to do this. I want to be here. I'm involved. And then it's just, am I, should I leave this situation? I think that's a gut reaction. I think that's your brain telling you like, get the fuck out. You know, I wish I could have told myself last year and even the years before that people will show you how they feel about you very early on. And maybe it changes with other specific circumstances and such, but people are going to tell you how you impact them, what you mean to them by how they treat you. And if you can't take the hint and need them to tell you that they're not interested, that's a lot harder to hear than just being able to pick up on some cues and be like, okay, because we so desperately want to be seen and to be loved. And we need to let go of the fact that we need other people for that. We do, but it should start with us. It's so much better if it starts with you because it's long lasting. And I'm really trying to let go of that unhealthy notion that I, the only way for me to get love is from someone else. The only way for me to heal my definition of love is to be loved in return. And it's a part of it. But already changing my definition of self-love has made my approach to other relationships and friendships so much healthier and so much better. But you know when you need to let go because it hurts. You know you need to let go because you're asking everyone if you should. You know that you're questioning everything and this person's leaving you in the dark. You're hurting. You're anxious. Your body gets anxious and sick and uncomfortable and it's hard. 
it's unnecessarily hard and you're like this is never and it kind of feels good because you're like this is new and exciting but it also really really hurts and i think that's when we need to let go when the pain becomes unbearable when there are no answers we can find when there's no one left in your corner when this person is making you question everything and you're ready to you know leave the state or switch schools or all of these like drastic measures that's when you need to let go is when your entire world no longer feels stable i've had this experience where if i don't get that love in return or if someone if their situation chip is so confusing and so overwhelming i like can't think straight and it's intoxicating and difficult and then i kind of step back from the whole situation and realize that it's all been in my head and that I'm not going to get what I want from this, that I've, I got distracted by the temptation of attention rather than my desire for actual connection. You know, you get distracted from the things that you want. Ask yourself that too. I love that question. If I'm in a situation with a person and I step back, I'm like, is this actually what I want? Can I actually get what I want? No, it's never yes. If it's difficult and I'm crying a lot and I'm depressed and anxious and unhappy and it's months of, do you like me? I like you, but do you like me? Please take me out. All these like back and forth and back and forth. And I really look at the person and I really look at the situation. I'm like, this isn't what I want. This isn't how it's supposed to go. And then I, you know, relax up on the definition of what I want it to look like. But even with jobs or opportunities that are really, uh, that I'm, I resist essentially, that resist me you know, things that are meant for you will be and they'll flow and it'll be easy. And the things that are not meant for you cause problems and turmoil and stress and sickness. I remember like there was this one guy I dated that I just was always like stomach in knots every time I was around him. And I thought it was butterflies or whatnot, but I just realized I was like, wow, I couldn't ever relax around you because I wasn't meant to be with you. But I still wanted your attention because I thought that that's what I was supposed to want. And I just had to let go of all the toxic shit that had been imprinted in my brain by past boyfriends or friends or whatever in order to move forward. Because I'd been through so many situations and ups and downs with school and sports and friends and all these things that I was just like, I just don't like this. And so I'm going to change it. I had to let go of the comfort of my comfort zone. I had to let go of the comfort of my toxic behaviors in order to create new ones that actually give me what I want and deserve. I had to hit several walls in all aspects of my life to realize that I'm going in the wrong direction, that I don't need to beg to be seen or to be loved or to be heard. It's just, I'm just asking the wrong people. You'll know when you need to let go because it comes up. You think about it. You're wondering if this is worth it. And maybe that person really is great. So let them stay great by leaving. Because if you stay, you know what's going to happen. We've all been there before where we stay and it gets messy and it hurts and they pick someone else or they stop talking to you or you're left in the dark or whatever. If there's even an inkling, an inkling, if there's even an inch of doubt that they care about you, follow that instinct and let them go. I think it's in your best interest to evaluate and maybe hear them out depending on what you're feeling, but know that 
letting go doesn't mean you're weak. It means you are very strong and that your self-love, you know, alarm is going off. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a really, really good thing once we start taking that narrative into our own hands. And the story you're telling yourself is that I love myself. And if you don't feel the same, that's okay because I'm covered. I'm taken care of because I love myself. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening into this week's episode. I'm hoping that the sickness goes away, that I can continue recording. This absolutely destroyed my head. So I'm going to nap for the entire week. And I will see you guys next week, Sunday at 11. Have a beautiful rest of your day and rate the pod, subscribe, do your thing. And I'll see you guys next week. For those of you who are just as interested as I am in astrology and tarot readings, I am very proud to announce today's sponsor of this episode is Keen, an online tarot and astrology service. Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers, and all you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from the hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation, and you can choose whichever reader suits you best, and you'll be able to connect via phone or text. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. So go to trykeen.com slash the sunrise room or click the link in my description to save big on your first reading. 